Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go. Live in Los Angeles on a Thursday. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Loaded today, Lane Johnson, Philadelphia Eagles, one of the great right tackles of all time, will be joining us. J-Mac and I are going out tonight, knocking them down at an undisclosed location. (laughs) Um, So yesterday I tried to be glass half full Colin with the Patriots. Then they signed Devontae Parker. (laughs) Who's had one good year in nine seasons to a huge contract, and I, I shake my head. That's two bad wide receiver deals on the books. Two guys that can't separate. <laughs> and a fortune. It's, it's unbelievable. But I was thinking about this to start. Um, listen, it's kind of the American way. Like, we build people up and tear them down. But we worship in this country. We worship music stars, comedy stars, sports stars, and coaches. And, you know, I understand it. Nick Saban, Mike Krzyzewski, for like four decades can dominate because you have an endless supply of talent. And in college, Saban and Coach K are GM, coach, owner. I mean, they they run the whole show. But in pro sports, everybody has a timeline. Greg Popovich loses Duncan. He's only so good, right? And, and, And there's a lot of worship for Bill Belichick. But then we got new information. Brady left, and they're not very good. And... I mean, do people realize, I saw a story this morning from Tom Curran saying, this is a really pivotal year for Bill Belichick. And maybe we should all just take a step back and go, what really is he without Tom Brady? He doesn't get along with his quarterback. He just made a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, a silly move that's toned after offense. What is he without Tom Brady? And it's really funny. I don't think most people really talk about it. So in Cleveland, he was 36 and 44, ran through quarterbacks as a head coach. 36 and 44. Before Brady in New England, they were in big trouble. He and Eric Mangini, before the kickoff, were talking to Herm Edwards. They were talking about in New England putting their homes for sale if they didn't win that year. He was 5 and 11. 
Since Brady left, he's a 500 coach. Now, he went 11-5. and Brady got hurt. Matt Castle stepped in. But it should be duly noted they were undefeated the year before with Brady and a stacked roster. Castle went 11-5. and They still couldn't make the playoffs. With arguably the best roster and the best team unquestionably in the sport, couldn't make the playoffs. Belichick has one career playoff win without Brady. Ten, ten total seasons. Seven of them losing seasons. I mean, that, that's it, right? He's not a successful NFL head coach without Brady. Ten seasons, seven losing seasons. By the way, last year's draft where they needed speed, he drafted two kickers and three guards, first three picks defensive players. Totally toned deaf to offense. This is not the case with all coaches. Andy Reid, without Mahomes, 19 seasons, 14 winning seasons, and 13 playoffs. Andy Reid is one with multiple quarterbacks in multiple cities, multiple teams, multiple cultures, multiple assistants. Belichick's career is absolutely, inarguably tied to one player, Brady. Other, otherwise, 10 years, one playoff win, seven losing seasons. I mean, you had to give Pete Carroll credit last year. Got to the playoffs with Geno Smith. Got to a couple of Super Bowls with Russell Wilson. Dominant college coach with multiple quarterbacks. Belichick's career is tied to one player. Brady's career isn't tied to Belichick anymore. He left to a wobbly, wanky franchise and won a championship first year. In a COVID year when they could have no preseason. So Mahomes has been great for Andy Reid. Nobody would dispute that. But 14 of 19 years. Andy Reid made the conference championship four straight years in the NFC. I would know Mahomes. So this idea of worship, we have new information. Bills never really won without Tom Brady. Didn't win in Cleveland with all the quarterbacks. Didn't win pre-Brady. Didn't win post-Brady. And that's why it's so bizarre to me that instead of empowering the quarterback, Mac Jones, it's almost like he's suppressing him. Yesterday, they re-signed Devontae Parker. One good year in the league. Last in the league in separating. Is it an ego thing? I don't know. I'm not doubting Belichick's brilliance on special teams and defense. I'm not doubting his understanding of football. But you can't deny what I'm saying. It's not an opinion. It's just numbers. It's never won without Brady. And I'm not talking winning big. I'm just talking winning. Ten years, seven losing seasons. So why is he suppressing Mac Jones? From that, I move to this topic. Travis Kelsey yesterday, J-Mac and I got into this discussion. So Travis Kelsey is a great tight end for Kansas City. And he said, you know, he goes, you know, sometimes it, it makes you think you're being taken advantage of because my agents are always telling me, my managers and agents love to tell me how underpaid I am. And when I see Tyreek go and get 30 large in the back of my head, I was like, man, that's two, three times what I'm making. The free market looks fun until you go somewhere you don't win. I love winning. I love the situation we're in. So he gets it. By the way, ask Tyreek Hill what it was like to catch passes from three different quarterbacks or watch his personal life unraveling. Kansas City was good for Tyreek Hill. They win without him. 
But Travis Kelsey's agents care about making money. What you can't buy is legacy and happiness and winning. So the average team tight end salary, meaning what a team pays all their tight ends, they carry four, all combined, $11.9 million. Travis Kelsey makes $14.3 million per year. In fact, the average NFL tight end makes $2 million a year. Travis Kelsey makes over seven times that. And due to Andy Reid and Mahomes, there's a reason Travis Kelsey hosted Saturday Night Live once. He wouldn't if Kirk Cousins was his quarterback. And there's a reason he's playing on a televised golf match tonight on TV. He wouldn't if Dak was his quarterback. Travis Kelsey makes over 5 to 10 to $15 million a year in endorsements. Nike, T-Mobile, Old Spice, Tide, Walgreens, McDonald's, Sleep Number, Dick's Sporting Goods, Papa John's. You're not getting those with 99% of the quarterbacks in this league. Burrow, maybe, Mahomes, absolutely. And that's the thing. Derek Jeter always understood the value of the Yankees. He would not have been able to buy the Marlins, or a piece of them if he was a pirate, a royal, or a mariner. Kobe Bryant, to his credit, threatened once, but he always understood the value of the Lakers brand and Jerry West and Jerry Buss and Phil Jackson's coaching. You could go get a Gasol, a Shaq, right? That's that's who you get to play with when you're a Laker. Jeter got it, Kobe got it, and Travis Kelsey gets it. And it's okay to think two things simultaneously. That Travis Kelsey is great, and he greatly benefits from his environment. He is not the same player, and I love him. Take out Reed and Mahomes, maybe the Hunt family, Brett Veach. They're very lucky. A, 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 A. In fact, A+, plus, A+, plus, A+, plus, A+. Plus. Owner, GM, coach, quarterback. So, I mean, I love Don Hanley when he went solo. But he was better with the Eagles. I mean, Don Hanley had a number one hit. But look at the size of the venues he played when he was with the Eagles compared to Don Henley solo. He came back, realized there is great value in being part of a collective, brilliant people around me. So agents have one concern, money. It's how they get paid. Kelsey, Jeter, Kobe always understood you can't buy happiness. You can't, you can't buy wins. Ask the New York Mets. You can't buy legacy. Travis Kelsey is now in the conversation of greatest player in the history of the league at his position. I'm not sure agents really care about that. Travis Kelsey, thankfully, smartly, does. $14.3 million for a tight end. That is a lot of lettuce. <laughs> I think that's the second lowest paid unit outside of safety in the league. It's like tight end safety guards. They don't, get, they don't, they don't make money. Average tight end salary in the league is $2 million. Travis makes 14-3 salary. I would guess he's at $25 million a year with all his endorsements. That's good living. All right, J-Mac. We're going out tonight. A lot of covert information will be shared. Hold up. Can we back up to Don Henley for a moment? I think that's the first Don Henley reference in the history of your show. I was show. a huge Eagles fan. Okay, so... Um, I loved him. The Boys of Summer. Was that Don Henley by himself? It or was very good. That's an amazing song. That it comes is. on the radio. I'm like transported uh, same, back to like same here. being in the back of my mom's uh, like. You want me to give you 27 Eagles wagon. hits? 
Uh, no, I don't. Uh, what about The End of the Innocence? That's another great Don Henley Terrific. song. Terrific. Yeah, I don't know many Eagles songs. I didn't say it was a bum. Yeah. Travis Kelsey would be very good with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. He would be very good with Geno Smith. I'm not denying okay. that. He's the greatest tight end ever with Andy Reid's designs and Mahomes' talent. Okay, should he say to the Chiefs and their billionaire owner, hey, guys, I see other tight ends paid higher than me. Can I get a, bit, a little bit of a bump up and you guys figure out what to do uh, at linebacker and, and, and the offensive line? And so, can you just figure that out so I get a big pay bump? I don't want to leave. I want to be with you guys, yeah. but I need more cheddar. Can he say that? Is that within his right to say that to a billionaire yeah. owner? Well, you have a right to say it. I have a right to say a lot of things to the Murdoch family. <laughs> you have a right to do a lot of things. But in order for Mahomes to have time to throw and not be injured, Joe Tooney's expensive. And Chris Jones is expensive. I mean, you have to pay for other players. I mean, they're doing an amazing job in Kansas City. The defense last year had nine rookies play. They gave up a top corner. They gave up yeah. D Ford. They have moved that the only two players, they're all in. Three. There's three, and they're right. Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones. Everybody else, it's commentary, mm -hmm. opinion, day to day. They have figured out star quarterback, be at least good at left tackle, star front defender. Great weapon. So I was cool, and I think you were, with Brady taking less in New England to help keep that machine moving. He had a wife who was net worth of 250 mil, 500 mil, whatever yeah. it was. I don't think Travis, I don't even know if Kelsey's married, if his wife is like, well, but here's the net other worth thing. of eight, nine figures. During Brady's run, here's what Kelsey has that Brady didn't social. There was no third bar stool leg. So NBA players now always made money in the 60s, 70s, playing. And then in the 80s, 90s, playing in shoes and apparel. And now LeBron, at, they add a third leg, Instagram, social media accounts. So there's a third leg to the bar stool now. So it's another revenue stream. Do you have to consider that? That is controlled by winning. True. Like, like winning, you don't get the endorsements. Basketball players get shoes, win or not. Dame's going to get shoes. Right? You're small electric players. But in the NFL, your endorsements are overwhelmingly tied to winning because the game doesn't have as much ad-libbing and freedom. You're part of a system. It's choreographed offensively, yeah. right? So Gronk's personality got him some money. But if Gronk had that personality in Jacksonville, he doesn't get any endorsements. No. The only pushback about Kelsey is all that stuff you said, social media, podcast, all those other uh, revenue streams, he's got to work for those. you got to like do stuff. If he's just getting a pay bump with the Chiefs, you know, from 14 to 18 mil. Come on. Get, get, show the man a couple more million dollars for all that he's brought. Yeah. By the way, is Mahomes winning all those Super Bowls with Reed if Travis Kelsey's not there and they've got, you know, Joe, Joe tight end there filling in? Just I, a run-of-the-mill well, guy? I've argued they would all be successful without each other. They're legends with each other. There's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would have a nice career, but to deny Jeter's Involvement with the Yankees takes him to a new level. As great as Jeter is, when I think of Jeter, I think of four or five plays. They're all playoff moments against the A's, against the Red Sox, jumping into the stands. I don't think about Tuesday against the Blue Jays. So the moments that make Jeter iconic are playoff moments. You're not getting there with the Pirates. Same with Kobe. The great moments, Michael Jordan's greatest moments are switching hands against, I think, the Blazers, dunking over Ewing. They're playoff moments. 
So in the NBA, that in, in, in increasingly in pro football as they've extended the regular season, well, you really make your money is January and February. That's when the endorsers have the new annual budget for the year, right? January and February is when advertisers watch and go, okay, let's set our budget. Who are we giving money to? Tide, Dick Sporting Goods. It's not guys sitting on the beach December 28th. I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, Aaron Rodgers used to be all over commercials. I'm sure he will be again, but it feels like Mahomes has surpassed him. Mahomes is on more commercials because he's playing in January and February. And that's when all the ad, that's when all the CEOs and the ad people, that's our guy. I would say the only guy who bucked that trend was Odell Beckham because of the catch. The catch was in the regular season. Everybody York. wants to get in bed with him. Yeah. They make the playoffs, they lose. It's all downhill from there on the field, but off the field, he's just raking in the cash. Well, he's also been very good at monetizing social. Yes. Like IG. So that that's a new yeah. part of the... Well, he blocked me on IG, so I, I, I can't see what he's doing on there, but... Um, I don't go on it, so... Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah. A lot of fun. Well, I'm missing out in a lot, I've been told. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible Great Rates, None of the Bull. Um, so we got into a debate yesterday, J-Mac and I did, about um, I think the Philadelphia Eagles will pull back this year. I think they'll still win the division, but last year it was, you know, it was pretty remarkable. 13-14 wins, rolling over everybody, and my point was, look at the quarterbacks they faced. I mean, even against Brock Purdy in the playoff game, Christian McCaffrey scores. You're like, we got ourselves a real game in Philadelphia. Purdy gets hurt. I'm not saying they didn't create a lot of this or didn't deserve their wins, but they're going to pull back. And so you're going to be as good. Even great teams aren't going to beat the great quarterbacks consistently. They're not. I'll give you three examples in a second. What you have to do is beat the mediocre to good quarterbacks every week. But you're going to lose most of the time when you face great quarterbacks. So if you look at the Eagles' schedule this year, at Matt Stafford, followed by at Aaron Rodgers, followed by Tua and Mike McDaniel, there's Dak at Mahomes, Josh Allen at Dak, Kyler Murray's back end of year. I'm not going to count at Seattle, Cross Country, and Geno. But that's eight games against what we would perceive as very good quarterbacks. So go back to the Chiefs last year. You're like, nobody could beat the Chiefs. Yeah, actually, Josh Allen and Burrow did. They lost to both. Year before, Rams won the Super Bowl. They were rolling. Lost to Kyler Murray, Rodgers, and Garoppolo twice. Garoppolo, like Dak, is a good quarterback. Three years ago, Tom Brady, they rolled people. Actually, he went 0-2 against Breeze, lost to Mahomes, and lost to Goff. Those are Super Bowl winning teams. Eagles haven't been with Jalen Hurts. They're going to win a bunch of games this year. But most, maybe Tony Gwynn's the exception, most even Hall of Fame hitters don't get most of their hits off aces. They hit the two, three, and four starters. That's just the reality of it. So when I say, I can, I believe Philadelphia is going to be good, but it's not going to look like last year where they got ahead of bad quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks who trail become awful quarterbacks. Average quarterbacks who trail become bad quarterbacks. Solid quarterbacks who trail by two touchdowns become mediocre. So now they're going to face quarterbacks who are better from behind, better taking the lead, big trouble when they do lead. Philadelphia is going to be really good. I don't think they're going to be great just because of who they play. Go look at the last three Super Bowl teams. They lose. Kansas City last year faced Burrow and Allen, 0-2. There you go. That's the way it works. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. And by the way, what is that? What's the translation on that? That means you're often playing road playoff games, which is harder to get to the Super Bowl. Philadelphia is going to make the playoffs. But can they? are you a number one seed if you've got five losses in seven games against really high-end quarterbacks? Probably not. Then you have to go to San Francisco. So, it, and, and again, we're not saying San Francisco has a layup. Mm. But we look when you start looking at the first thing I look at every year with schedules is 
how many times do you go into a game against a great quarterback? And that's going to give me your win total. Well, that's why Atlanta is no good, but the, the wise guys are taking them nine wins well, and over. Yeah. They face almost no elite quarterbacks. And, you know, it's you said the first thing you look at is schedules. First thing I look at is the gambling markets. And San Francisco's win total has been bet down. So people are saying, like, ooh, tough schedule, little uncertainty of quarterback, new defensive coordinator. Where's we'll Philadelphia at in total? Uh, I think they're 11 and a half. So, by the way, last year there were 13, 14 Super Bowl. Could have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They were 11 and a half. And I bet you a lot of the Sharps are betting. I would bet the but, under. Well, the schedule was easy last year. Really easy. And by the um, way, when you take a lead, they were in so many blowout wins. When you take a lead in an average quarterback and he trails by two touchdowns and the Eagles defense knows he has to throw – that's when you get I mean, blowouts. I will say the Eagles crushed the draft. I love their offseason. No, I like, like what they, they do a lot. I, I can't find a blemish that they made, a mistake they made this offseason. Like, that draft is sick. Yeah, that team's good. Their defensive front is nasty. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's start with uh, one of the best teams in the AFC, the New York Jets. Yeah, we don't talk about them uh, enough, clearly. Uh, well, former Jet Joe Klecko, I don't know if you remember him on the yeah, defensive line. Yeah. Uh, he initially was like me, not on board with the Aaron Rodgers trade, but he is coming around and he thinks that Rodgers has won him over since arriving in New York. My contention was how he was going to get along with the young guys, you know. And uh, I, I made a reference to it because growing up as a team, the one I was on, it, we grew together. And that was really a cool thing because we got along so well. That's what I was hoping, which he now has shown that, like you said, he's ingratiated the rest of the team. And, you know, he's out there teaching guys. And he's doing the things that you see a Tom Brady do, you know. And I think I think he's going to be a a, a big surprise for everybody in New York. Well, a I big, think he also got, surprise, he yeah. got ripped for not doing that last year. So, I, do we think that was about the young guys or about the front office stuff and whatever other crap was going on with him? Probably a lot of both. Yeah. Probably he wasn't going to cave to all the asks by the front office, so he wanted to exert some power. Yeah, but I mean, I think he got hammered for it justifiably the team got really good thanksgiving we hammered them on the show yeah, yeah because thanksgiving on when aaron had now worked with young guys that were very very good at the end of the year so he got hammered and so aaron's like smart enough to go okay i'm gonna correct course correct on that and and practice with as you should practice with the kids yeah uh, Klecko, for those who don't know, I think he was part of the famed New York Sack Exchange. 73. 80s, uh, Gastineau. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, num number 73, right? Uh, probably. Jets also had Kenny O'Brien. I mean, I could name off all the 80s Jets because I was a big, that was my team, you know. I was born in New York, but they, grew, grew well, up in Northern Virginia outside D.C. Did they win a lot of Super Bowls back then? No, no, a couple playoff games. Um, <laughs> but uh, they also had some, like, 1-15 in 15 seasons. I know. Yeah, it was bleak. Uh, all right, let's go to the Denver Broncos. Their, restric uh, their receivers have struggled to stay healthy in recent years. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler have played in the same game just twice in the last three years. That's incredible. But they're expected to be ready to go this season. Judy thinks it could be a very dangerous group. We haven't been all on the same field in what, since my rookie year. So, you know, it's it been, it been a tough few years. But having everybody on the field at the same time is going to be big because, you know, I know what we're capable of, and they know what we're capable of. So having everybody on the same field is going to be a, a hard group of guys to stop. Can't wait to watch him. Ju well, Judy's one of the ten best route runners in the league. He is so nice. Jets and Broncos, two most interesting teams in the league. Not the best, two most interesting.
The if the t if you could watch two teams opening week. Now you're a Jets fan. Oh, Jets Bills is the best game. If you told week, me you get only two games to watch, I'm watching the Broncos now with Sean Payton and Russell, and I'm watching the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If you if you have had to select two teams, not saying they're the best teams, I cannot wait. Because I think I know. Well, I, uh, Chargers, Broncos are close. This Kellen Moore, well, you, Herbert, but he's Union, not going to change the way it looks. The their Jets offense were, is going to be totally different. Like Herbert didn't throw down the ball down the field last year. It's all dink and dunk to uh, Eckler, five yard passes. Like when you got one of the best arms in the league, Moore's going to open it up. That, uh, Chargers are going to look totally different next year. Totally. You're not feeling it? Well, it's the same coach. I know you like Sean Payton. You, is he coming to hang our hangout tonight? No, but no, okay. the, the point being, the Jets and Broncos were awful. The Chargers were okay. They made the, the playoffs. The Jets were 7-10 and 10 and in the mix for a playoff spot in awful. December. They were bad. At the end of the year, they could not score At times, they were unwatchable. Yeah. But at, I think they were 7-3, and 6-3 and three at some point. Come on. Oh, wait, wait, the seasons finish after nine weeks? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Final story. Uh, your, your favorite point guard in the league, Kyrie Irving. He's about to enter NBA free agency. He's expected to re-sign with the Mavs. After a lack of interest around the league, he reportedly wants the team he signs were uh, a place where he feels like he can finish his career with. Uh. I don't know, man. All signs pointing to Kyrie just begging for that four-year deal, which is what he wants. Yeah, and then he he's wants gonna... guaranteed years, and then yeah. he'll eventually flip it to eventually hold out, get more money. Like he's or a who knows what? He's just he could go AWOL. It doesn't matter. He's guaranteed paychecks. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Can man. you imagine a professional football league team after all this drama all these years? He'd be out of the league. He'd be out of the NFL. No owner would play. Antonio up. Brown was amazing. Out of the league. Yeah. No nonsense. Uh, the, the reality of the NBA is you can treat the league, teammates, coaches, owners so poorly, and people are paralyzed. I mean, Dallas has the leverage. He has no market. You, you would think that, but again, I... I Who's the worst? The there is a scenario where he says, Oh, Mavs, you can offer me four years and you won't? Well, screw you. I'm going to go to the hypothetical. The Lakers, they're only offering me two, but that's, you know, like I'm willing to go there just to shove it in okay. your face because you wouldn't offer me four. All right. And the Lakers would then have to, you know, change things up and add Lakers Kyrie. are not adding I, Kyrie. I don't think they would, but by I'm way, not ruling out anything way, with this. If dude. that happened, so go blow up their roster. I mean, what's, what's the big so? That's fair. That's like if I work with somebody, they're dramatic. I'm leaving you and going to ESPN. All right, go blow up their rooms. I mean, what, what's the, that's not a threat if you're blowing up my locker room and I'm going to go to the other locker room. Let me make the call for you. Like, that's not a threat. That's a, that's a promise. I'm begging you to. Oh, discombobulate one of my rivals. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird. He has this passionate fan base who back him through whatever happens. Like, I think anything it, he does, they love I think Kyrie Irving. I think it's Twitter fool's gold. I think it's tiny. There's a I lot don't of, know, dude. He had, they had people in Brooklyn, remember, marching in unison? Yeah, 20, well, After the stuff that he was saying. 26 losers. No, uh, it was more than that. I okay, mean, again, I, I don't think... <laughs> uh, listen. Don't be fooled by Twitter. Twitter likes a lot of things passionately, and then when you go find out what Real Americans, independent, Democrat, yeah, no, Republican I, I vote. It's nobody a vocal cares. Minority, but it's 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 more than that. He 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 has hit a nerve, pushing back. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, he's hit a nerve with Luca. That's well, the he's, nerve. He's, he's hit a nerve with a lot of weirdos out there, and they they really back this guy. It, it's a strange phenomenon. I don't get why. 
Well, listen. All he's done is just basically like uh, the Heath Ledger Joker. You know how he's just going around just blowing up everything? I don't care. Like, that's what he's done to franchises. Left the Cavs and LeBron. Yeah. Went to Boston. I'm but staying you, here. You have to remember, home. there's a lot. And this is very different than any other fan base. Baseball fans, soccer fans, NFL fans, every other fan base is about winning. There's a part of the NBA fan base that's just about the star and the shoe because you young kids wear their NBA stars. So there's an emotional, visceral connection to a basketball fan that doesn't exist with other sports. You wear their you wear their shoes. You wear their jerseys. NBA, we wear baseball hats. If you go around Los Angeles, you don't see Laker hats. You see Dodger hats everywhere. You go to Detroit, it's not Pistons, it's not Lions. You see Tigers hats. You go to New York, as you know, it's not Giants hats. It's Yankee hats or Mets hats. We wear hats of baseball teams. We wear shoes, kids do, of NBA players. And so there's a connection. You are forever loyal. That's why the MJ LeBron argument is what it is. Because guys have been wearing Michael's shoes for 25 years, and that's part of who they are. They take pride in those. They are connected to MJ way beyond mid-range jumpers. And so Kyrie's got his shoe crowd, Westbrook, shoe crowd, and it, 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 it you, they can't see straight. It's all emotion. Do you remember those viral videos he did early in his career? Kyro, Kyrie had some interesting viral videos. They had the Uncle Drew uh, commercial yeah, that was they were great. really d- disguised as like a Pepsi commercial or whatever right. it was. And he got this rabid popularity, yeah. and he was winning like 24 games a year in Cleveland. That's when he was doing those videos. He was he was not he was not a winning basketball player. He yeah. still isn't. Well, I've always compared international soccer stars to NBA stars. It's more about the star than the team. People will follow Messi wherever he goes. They'll follow Ronaldo yeah. wherever he goes. It's not about the team. It really isn't. And so, and I, it's part of international soccer. It's part of the NBA. That's okay. I'm all for different cultures. But it, it, to trying to explain why the NBA baseball team would never resign. So will Kyrie. Packers fans follow Rodgers to New York, or will they just I say bye? So. See ya. We're rooting for Jordan Love and the Packers. Jordan Love and the Packers. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They may not be rooting against Aaron because he's in the AFC. But if the Jets and Packers met in the Super Bowl, they're rooting for the Packers. Yes, a hundred percent. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. All sorts of good sports arguments out there. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point there, Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Saturday is baseball night in America on Fox as the club with the best record in the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays, take on the Mariners or the Guardians take on the Cubs. The action begins at 7 Eastern on Fox. Check for the game in your area. How about that? Diamondbacks and Giants giving the Dodgers all sorts of troubles. Uh, so I, I saw this move. You and I are into this. Warren Sharp is an analytical guy. So baseball, basketball have a lot of analytics. Football doesn't feel like they have as many, but Warren Sharp does provide those. So there's a new deal. The Patriots re-signed old 31-year-old Devontae Parker, uh, and they gave him $33 million potentially for three years. So Juju Smith-Schuster they just spent three years on, and he can't really separate. He's a good two or a three, but he can't separate. You want your number one receiver to be able to get open a lot and separate. Devontae Parker can't. Uh, So they signed an old guy who in eight NFL years has had one good one. Last year, he caught 31 balls. And they just gave him 33 million bucks potentially for three years. 
So Warren Sharp, who again, does Warren work at this company sometime, does some stuff for us here? He does some stuff for FoxSports.com last season. I don't know if he has Okay, this so he, he does some, some stuff. He kind of illuminates the reality of players. And so in wide receiver separation, do you separate from your corner? Are you more open? Devontae Parker is last in the league three years in a row. No receiver in the league separates less, makes it harder for your quarterback. Remember Brady screaming, can you guys get open? So Juju Smith-Schuster, more of a slot guy, can get open, but he's not a great separator. In fact, Warren Sharp goes even one step further. He said Mac Jones only targeted Parker 34 times last year. Four were picked. That's the number one highest pick rate for any receiver in the league plus 20 targets. Parker can't separate. And it's very much a challenge. So... I have, I have, I'll throw this at you, J-Mac, and you tell me if you buy into my argument. So Belichick has always controlled the Patriots, and then there was the moment. Brady said, get Garoppolo out of here. And Belichick, like Garoppolo, was a second-round pick. It was the first time Bill's power was usurped. To that point, Brady had been a team guy, a Bill guy, whatever Bill says. We learned later in Tom's documentary, his wife said it'd be nice just to have more input and get respect. So Tom always played nice. Then on Garoppolo, he went above Bill to Robert Kraft. Kraft supported Brady, pissed off Bill, and Garoppolo got sent out the door to the NFC. They gave him away, essentially. Gave him away for nothing. A starting quarterback that went to the Super Bowl eventually. And so here comes Mac Jones, right? And Brady left because he didn't have a say. Tom Brady the GOAT didn't have a say. So here comes Mac Jones. Cocky. McEnroe Jones. Has an attitude. Outspoken. Bill says, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. I'm not relinquishing control of the franchise again. So I want to win, but we're going to win my way. So he hires last year a DC, a defensive coordinator to OC. Suppress Mac Jones. Stop talking or I'll do this. Right? Like everybody in football know, this is dumb. Bill's not dumb. That was to suppress Mac Jones. You want to talk trash? Welcome to my world. I run the franchise. I ran it before Brady took it. We're not doing that again. So what does he do? He goes out and signs. They don't have any tight ends that separate. So he goes out and signs Devontae Parker for three years and Juju Smith-Schuster for three years. Parker separates less than any receiver in the league, and Juju doesn't really separate. So what is it saying? Bill is saying, we're going to win my way. Defense, special teams, run game. No ad-libbing, no superstar quarterback, scheme dependent. Even the last two drafts have been illuminating. The Patriots have one clear essential need, and everybody in Patriot land knows it. I lived there for 10 years. They're slow. They have no playmakers. In the last two drafts, in the first five rounds, that's where you get most of your good players. They have drafted one wide receiver. No tight ends. No speed guys. They have, in that time, drafted four offensive linemen, multiple five defensive backs, two kickers, or one kicker. Look at, they didn't go after, and by the way, they drafted a backup quarterback. So they drafted somebody behind Mac Jones to put pressure on him. 
one wide receiver when it's their number one need. Again, it is Belichick saying we're going to be scheme dependent, coach dependent, run game dependent, defense dependent. I'm not relinquishing control of this franchise to a young kid with an attitude. Now, you can say what you want, but right now Vegas has them as the fourth place team. So this constant Belichick worship, which he earned a lot of it until Brady left and we figured, oh, Tom now can win without Bill and Bill can't win without Tom. So Mac Jones at Bama, how do we know Mac Jones? He had two first round wide receivers and a second round wide receiver. Right? Like guys that can make plays. Guys that elevated Bama and Mac Jones. That's why he got drafted so high. He didn't get drafted that high because of his arm, his size, his mobility. He was elevated. Became a bit of a college star. So I, when I look at this New England, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, those are scheme-dependent players. They're not, they're not going to get open on their own. They don't have a tight end that gets open on their own. It becomes very coach-driven, scheme-dependent. Mac is suppressed. And I believe some of that is, yeah, when we control this thing, remember Brady said a few years ago, I'm going to coach the guys I want to coach. He's also going to coach the way he wants to coach. Where the organization runs through Bill, it started running through Tom. They won Super Bowls with it, but he didn't like it. Well, you remember early Tom Brady, just when he started in for Bledsoe. Bledsoe got injured. Brady was a game manager. It was Belichick's way. We're going to move with defense and special teams. And I'm looking at Brady's numbers you know, it's the like the fewest touchdowns of his career were right. in like the first five years. Interceptions were high. Young quarterback making mistakes. In his 30s, Brady's throwing tons of touchdowns, far fewer interceptions, throwing more passes. He's a better quarterback. Belichick's just saying, hey, man, you've got a bright upside, Mac, but I don't trust you now. You're, you're what, a third-year quarterback? Sorry. We're going to get with you. You know, they picked right. up Gasecki in free agency. So now they got Hunter Henry Gasecki. Probably a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of running the football. A lot. And like, you know, except water, wide receivers that don't separate. I don't know. I, I don't see Mac throwing it a lot. If he's frustrated, you know what, Mac? Hey, you can go try to make another team in the league. So your positive spin is this is what their personnel is. I would argue the world's changed. Yeah, I would, I would agree. You cannot be the slowest team in the league and win. Well, what, Belichick's what, 70 years old? Can you just tell a 70-year-old guy, hey, uh, the world is changing. You've got to adapt. I don't think he's 70. He's, he's younger. Isn't he younger than that? Am I wrong on I, that? He's at a seven. Well, whatever, he's old. And bottom line is, like, you've got to adapt or die, and Belichick doesn't seem to be adapting with the pieces he's is got Is Belichick right 71? He's aged well. Um, you'd think these NFL coaches would age poorly. He actually, he and Pete are both 70. Andy good. Reid has consistently adapted to what the league is. Like, he is one of the four. I know we so love Belichick, your, your take Reid has been incredible. Your take is, this is what they are. They don't see Mac Jones as special. Surround him with receivers that can't separate, two tight end sets, old school football. Yeah. The, the league is zigging to a passing league. We're going to go ahead and zag to running defense and special teams. My argument is this is a way to make Mac Jones very coach and scheme dependent. You're going to do it my way. Yeah. This is not going to be an aerial circus. We are going to win one way. Well, I don't think Mac Jones can win. An aerial I, attack. I, I think he could at Alabama when he's got like the best receivers in the country yeah, and they're I, destroying you, people. You and I disagree on Mac Jones. I think Mac is a little better. If you go look at Mac's rookie numbers, they're oh, really good. Oh, come on. We've been over this. Those he faced a, garbage defenses, man. And they beat a bunch of bad quarterbacks. What happened when they got in the playoffs against Buffalo? They lost 47 17 or something yeah, well, like that. It was a bloodbath. Well, yeah, that's how you win games in the NFL. You face average quarterbacks. <laughs> for, the, for the record, we, where we would you do put a steak Ma- dinner on the Patriots this year? All right, let's do uh, it. Will they finish ahead of the Jets? <laughs> of course not. Come I'd on. Be, I, 
I am so torn on them because I you literally can't win. There is an argument to be made that what they're doing is a little bit sinister and genius. They've said to the league, we're going to do the op. We're not going to outshoot Mahomes. The only way to beat Allen and Mahomes is keep them off the field. So we're going to draft guards. We're going to win close with kickers. We're going to do defense. We can't, we can't outscore them. Yeah, so by the way, uh, their defense has changed a lot of players. Remember, they don't want to pay guys once they get right. really good. So their cornerbacks, Jonathan Jones, a young guy who was excellent last year, and they're going to be starting a rookie, the kid Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Like, I don't. Does their defensive front get enough pressure? Judon is awesome. Well, but last year they were third in generating sacks. So they, 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 their, their defensive numbers were skewed last year because they beat, as we talked about, bad quarterbacks. We'll see what happens this year. I'm not optimistic. They're over under seven and a half. What do you have? Yeah, six or seven wins. Oh come on, Belichick's going to go six and eleven. No, no, Mac Jones is going to go six and eleven. No, I'll bet a steak dinner. I'll go eight. You go six. Steak dinner well, right I'll, now. I, can I get seven too? <laughs> six or seven? Come There's on. There's no way they only win six. There's no. They'll win six on defense and no turnovers. And that's their. That's possible. That's Belichick's. No, no. Hour two next. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.